Hello, ladies and ladies and gentlemen. It's me, Jake. Jake Johansson. This is episode 109 of the Jake This of Jake Johansson podcasts, and that's me. And this is kind of a kind of a nice episode for me because uh, I recorded this on Sunday at the DC Improv, and that's just this past Sunday, August. Oh, let me look for a second to make sure that I know the Sunday that I'm talking about. Sunday, August 10th, I recorded it. And uh, this is the first time that I've recorded the podcast in front of a live audience of my uh, beckoning, I suppose. It was uh, before the show on Sunday. I had a great weekend at the DC Improv. Thanks to everybody who came out there for those shows. And thanks to everyone who came out for the podcast. It was a great night. Uh, Unfortunately, uh, that night or that Monday afterwards was the Monday that uh, Robin Williams decided to give up. I always say don't give up, and I wish he had not given up. And that is exactly what I'm talking about when I say don't give up, please don't give up. It's so sad, and obviously it doesn't make any sense, and there's no way that any of us can understand it, and I I feel terrible when whenever I see anyone give up like that. So I'm glad that you're here, and I'm glad that I didn't give up, and I'm glad that everyone came out to the DC Improv and it was just a real nice night to do the, do the podcast. Um, I wanted to do the show with someone who I thought would be an interesting guest for, uh, for the people who showed up and somebody who I liked and would be interesting for me to talk to. And so Romain Mostafavi was my choice and he did not disappoint me, and he did not disappoint the audience. Um, I hope that you enjoy listening to this conversation, and I am so glad that we are all together this week and that we are all here, and I hope that you'll all kiss someone you love this week and um, just be glad that we're here. And so without further ado, I'm going to get on with it. Sorry if this was a bit of a, oh, I guess I, I, I don't mean to be maudlin, but let me just, let me just say a little bit more about uh, Robin Williams. You know, I started my career in San Francisco. Um, I guess there is going to be some further ado. Yeah, there you have it. You, didn't, you never know what's going to happen. I started my career, uh, comedy career in San Francisco. I dropped out of college to go to San Francisco so that uh, someone's calling me here at my parents' house in the dark of night. Uh, I started my comedy career in San Francisco, and I, the reason I started there was because Robin Williams started there. And I was lucky enough for years after I started to be introduced by Robin Williams at the HBO Young Comedians um, comedy, all-star reunion, young comedians, all-star reunion, whatever they called it. He introduced me. It was a, it was a great night. And, uh, you know, you can imagine after dropping out of college to go start my career, how excited I was to now be being introduced by the guy who made me move to San Francisco, who I moved to San Francisco because of, um, on an HBO comedy special, I was very excited. I was a little intimidated because I had to follow, I had to follow the great Robin Williams, and he, he was supposed to do. I was supposed to do six minutes, which is practically, you know, 
well, I could have, I, I was doing longer sets than that in a comedy club, but I wasn't prepared to do longer than that on a comedy special. I was a young man. I would have been, uh, oh God, 26 maybe. And, uh, Robin went on and he, and he was supposed to do five minutes and bring me up. And of course he did uh, 30 minutes or 35 minutes and brought me up and, and my set was fine. And I was, but I just couldn't believe it. I'm following Robin Williams doing more than a half an hour of comedy with my little six minute set. And then he was so nice afterwards, you know, soaked in sweat. Still, when I came off, it was only six minutes after he came off. And uh, he was like, oh, I'm sorry. You know, I'm not, next next show, I, I'll, I'll only do five or ten minutes. Next show, he did 40 minutes. Um, he couldn't help himself. He loved being on stage. And uh, he and I have that in, in common. So um, so anyway, that's that's my little connection story to Robin Williams. Of course, I saw him off and on again over the years and had, I was lucky enough to have had conversations with him and to see him perform after me at comedy clubs in San Francisco. When I'd be headlining, he'd come on. And then uh, after the crowd had seen a headline comedy, a great show, he would go on and do another hour after I had done a show. And uh, it was a pleasure. I'm lucky to have had those times. And I'm sad that there, that there won't be another one of those times, as I'm sure a lot of people are. Anyway, um, you know, people get a little mushy in these kind of situations, and I have to be—I have to be a little bit of mushy, mushy, because uh, I, I feel a little bit, uh, a little bit lost. Otherwise, oh, how is this for the beginning of an episode? You know what, ladies and gentlemen. You pays your money and you take your chances. It's episode 109, and it's my pleasure to now. I'm not kidding this time. Without further ado, we're going to start this show. I'm going to play this conversation that I had with Romain. Romain. And uh, you are hopefully going to enjoy it. And we are going to have many more times to be together. So here we go. Everybody. How you doing? Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I think it's Hey, thanks for coming to the uh, podcast. Oh, Jake, this hi. is uh, Jake Johansson podcast, and I'm that's me. And so, this is the I've done. Usually, this happens in my uh, office room where no one else is. So, this is a new thing where people are here, and I really appreciate you for being here. And so. I have a guest, and we're going to have a conversation, and then you can, uh, well, I can see people are eating already. This is a, it's sort of like a party, <laughs> only you're not allowed to talk. Um, are you allowed to? Where's my alcohol? I'm not going to drink uh, alcohol during, this, uh, during the show, because uh, I feel like that's a hallmark of professionalism, which is not really my thing. But uh, I do. I feel like I haven't. I have to do another show. I have to do a comedy show after this show, which I started to do the podcast in order to promote the comedy show and get people to come to that. And now I feel like I've been promoting the podcast at the comedy show, and less people have come to this than that. But still, this is a tremendous success. And so, um, are you guys ready to uh, help me welcome my guest this week? Well. Yeah, he's a he's a comedian from here in D.C. and he has uh, I think uh, I remember him having some good stories. So please give a round of applause for Ramin Mustafavi. Hello. 
and hello, hello. And uh, yes, he was talking about uh, not being a hallmark of professionalism. I'm on number two, so let's do this. Let's do this. Well, you're you're only doing the podcast. You're not you're not <laughs> yeah. doing the comedy show. So right, right, right. It's okay to drink for podcasts, but there's, they don't have a. a a sober up pill yet right on yeah that i know right. of no you're right you're right but uh yeah when you said that i was like uh-oh <laughs> maybe i shouldn't go no, up there no, i don't i feel like you you drinking is totally appropriate okay and, I, and it should be encouraged uh, thank you yeah well you know i've been doing it since noon so let's not stop now <laughs> it is sunday so you're right have now i thought we could talk about some of the things that we usually talk about when we talk yeah and luckily I've forgotten some of them. Oh, thank goodness. Since the last time we talked. So you can repeat yourself. I don't know. I mean, I, I guess, um, you know, we work, we work together. I think it's been uh, over a year now since we, we worked in that Yeah, it's more than a year because I was trying to go back through my records, and they Probably. don't go back more than a okay. year. I mean, as you can tell, <laughs> even though I'm not drinking during the show, I drink heavily at all other times. Oh, good. Good. And so, well, that's good. Um, you have how many kids? I have three. Three kids. Uh, I've got three kids. I've uh, got, uh, and all of them are boys. And um, I remember w- when you were doing your set, you described raising boys at one point in a, in a, in a joke you're doing that they're like dog monkeys. And that is, ex- it's so correct, you guys. It's exactly, I, I don't know how You've many got you have three kids. Three of them. How old are, are they? Three boys. Uh, one just turned nine last, uh, two weeks ago. Uh, and then there's seven and five. So they're small. They're small and, and dangerous. Lots of energy, you know. What's they, the, what? Go ahead. No, no, no. It's just you know they 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 just it's con it's constant. You know. Do they have little projects? Do they kind of get ideas and then execute them on their own now? Oh, absolutely. Well, I mean, you know, some of the typical stuff like hair cutting is very popular right now. Uh-huh. And uh, like my nine year old is now taking it upon himself to cut the hair of his younger brothers. Um, so every one of them has about as much hair as I do because. I'm always going, no, no, no. Are they trying to emulate you? Is that what's going on with the haircutting? Or is it just like that's the ultimate? It's fun to cut hair, and eventually you've cut all the hair you Yeah, I think it's just fun. I think it's just fun. I don't don't think it's look like daddy, Um, hopefully. hopefully. Now, who cuts the oldest one's hair then? Uh, Does he let the younger guys have a turn? No. uh, He lets me do it, but he's had a buzzed head ever since he was zero so oh so this is a look that you guys have we got a thing yeah the wife looks a little awkward with it but we yeah it's fine she also have the beard the full beard <laughs> yeah well i'm iranian and i'm attracted to that so it's yeah. fine yeah it is now do you go back and visit iran is that a stupid question well, you can it go is back a stupid and, question okay. i uh <laughs> No, I, I was born there, um, but I, uh, I don't actually speak Farsi, and uh, for anyone that listens to your podcast, that's Iranian. Right now, they're very ashamed of me. I realize that. but They don't call it Ira- Iranian. They call it Farsi. Uh, well, far- the, yes, someone that is Iranian would speak Farsi, yes. Um, yes, but they don't – yeah, I think we all – Yeah, we might have said the meant. same thing twice. Yeah. No, right. Uh, Got it. But, um, yeah, I was born there, uh, but my, my parents moved back over here before I was even a year old. And uh, and then when I was growing up in this country, it was uh, how old are you now? Thirty seven. So what year was that? Be when they came over? Uh, seventy seven, seventy eight. It was a nice time. It was in better. Iran, it was better. I mean, yeah. You remember that? Yeah. No, it's not. It's not as nice now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I would. I didn't really mean. I meant that was right before the right, show. Yes, exactly. Was, yeah, it they was kinda, right before they. My parents sort of circumvented that whole thing and and Vietnam over here. And they they just. It was a you know a fortunate uh, timing 
for them. Well, they must have known what was going on. They must have said, like, we need to get the hell out of here. Uh, I don't know. You know what? To be honest with you, I don't know that it was an escape situation. I think it just just happened that way. Mm -hmm. You know, they, they did leave a bunch of stuff back there, and I know that they intended to go back to get it and then couldn't. You know, and, and lost it all in, in, where, whenever the, the revolution occurred and the Iran-Iraq thing happened. They had things in, you know, attics and basements and stuff that they wanted to go back and get and just didn't have the opportunity. Now it's gone. And and since then, there no visiting or some visiting? Me, zero. Um, you, zero. No, yeah. I would have a military requirement that I'm unwilling to fulfill. Really? If you went back, they would say you have to join the Army? That's what they say. You're sp- it's a required – it's a two-year service thing uh when i was even though i'm not a citizen as far as they're concerned i was born there i may have to now that's how we roll here too is that I mean, right if you're born here you're well, a citizen I, but we don't yeah. have that army thing yet but, but. I, yeah. but i when i was 18 i got a like a it, it was so casual when i was 18 i got a postcard in the mail basically that said do you want to be an american citizen or an iranian citizen and there were literally like two check boxes <laughs> and i was like really uh yeah seriously and wow. I just I just had to check it, and it was like paid postage and sent it on back. <laughs> that was all I did. Mm-hmm. So. That's what they call a no-brainer kind of. Yeah, right? well, it was. Well, I mean, did you think about yeah. if there was there any kind of? No, no there's no way. No. And are, are do you have brothers and sisters? I do. I have uh, I have an eldest sister, and uh, an older brother, and a, and a younger brother too. So the older two, do they speak Farsi? And My sister can get away with some of it. She was very familiar <laughs> with the sounds and uh-huh. some of the language. She was. Uh, probably what five or six when we came back. So you know she she certainly had the language then, and then came over here. The trouble with growing up here when I did in the early and mid '80s was yep. being Iranian was not a thing that people wanted to be a lot. Right. Uh, well, I remember the whole Persian. They're Persian. Well, yeah. They're Persian people. It, well, the world was much bigger back then too. Now at least we have the advantage of looking on the internet or getting news more directly than right through the media, which might make things a little scarier than they are. So back then Iran was even more scary. It was just the horrible stuff on yeah, TV. Yeah, because you, all yeah. you see is you know, the, the desert and the bombs and the Khomeini and that's it. Where now you can go, is that real? And you get online and you go, oh, there's real people and there's grass. Like people don't even, they think about it. Have you ever seen a picture of Iran with grass in it? No, but I'm pretty sure there's some. I've never been, but I hear that it's there. I so want to Google grass Iran <laughs> right now, but we don't. You, you might end up with a new dealer. Yeah, I we're think, not set you... up for that. Right. <laughs> yeah, a guy just shows up. When Jacob. you Google that, he's got an alert, and he just comes where you like are. I hear you want some weed. Is that what you want? He said grass Iran. That's what you want? Um, I'm cool with whatever you want to do now that you found me. <laughs> yeah. It's mysterious. Yeah, don't I, send them away disappointed. Yeah, don't I thought that. I was just Googling, but uh, do you want to cut my hair? Yeah, yeah. It's a habit. We do. Wow. Yeah, so there I was, checked off American citizen. and uh, been ever since. My dad's been back. Uh, and he, I, I, I can't remember correctly, but I believe it was 30 years before he went back. Um, after you know, He met my mom here because he came over here, went to school, met my mom. They moved back to Iran for seven or eight years, had a few kids came back, and then he hadn't been back for 30 years about, and then went back um, you know, relatively recently, within the last eight or ten years. Wait, so he time. was here, then moved there, had you, then moved back yep. here. 
I got you. Yep. Because that, was, that was a time. It was very different then during the oh, Shaw yeah. time. Oh, a lot. Of, it we was, were that was uh, we were pals. Yeah, with, totally. We us United States American people. Yeah, absolutely. I just lump myself in with that. I mean, I don't <laughs> normally kind of feel like it's a we. I feel like it's really we comedians. Yeah. But now, right. You've set up this whole idea that we're from different countries and stuff. <laughs> um, I did. I yeah. did. Sorry about that. Yeah, I get it. But, <laughs> but so, we American people, before you became an American person and we both became comedians, yes. we used to go over there and we, you could hang out and it was a thing. Because we put that guy, that Shog, we put him in, we put him in charge. It's my, that's my understanding. One was placed in charge. It's my understanding as well. And then, uh, some, then people didn't like that and they threw him out and then they put a... Also historically that, uh, they, accurate. Usually when they throw out a guy that we put in charge, they put in a guy that doesn't like us. <laughs> right. And that's and yeah. that's what happened. Yeah, and is. that's kind of an understatement no, about that's, not uh, It's us. happened once or twice, I They believe. took some of us hostage during that time. Oh, yeah. And I they wouldn't about let that. them out. Yeah, you were just a baby. <laughs> it's no big deal. Uh, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of, uh, you know, obviously there's a weird, there's a, a history that a lot of people don't like to speak so, about. But the good news is, Jake, is that people are getting to know each other all over the world in more intimate fashion than we used to. And people to people, we get along just fine, and we understand more and more. All right, that yeah. The, that the, it's, 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 it's government. The government, it's politics, it's oil, it's all these disgusting things that human beings, citizens, have nothing to do with. I, I'm glad you said that, because I feel like I feel that, too. And every time I travel, no matter what kind of thing that the United States might be doing right. that they don't like somewhere else... They're ready to be just. Hey, we're just people. Right. We're not. Right. Exactly. We're not our governments. Except for France, we're, of course, we all know that. Well, those guys have got a weird. <laughs> they just don't. They they are so into themselves no that they can sometimes they just get mad it. at people who are not them for not being them. And it's like, don't you get that? I can't help it. Even from your point of view, you should sympathize with me because I'm not you, <laughs> right? I mean, cut me some slack. I can't come I, out I'm of a so French. Sorry about it. I can't come out of a French lady. I already came out of an American lady, and this is this is who I am. All That's I want right. is a freaking croissant and one of those coffees. Yeah. Dream small, man. Dream small. That's good. You well, you start small, uh-huh. and then you and then you go big. Well, once you get everybody on your bus, that's at least. I think that's what they Scarface. First, you get the money, then you get the power, then you get the woman. I believe that's that's the order of affairs. I didn't do it in that order, but. Um, Which order was it? Well, for I, you? Guess, I guess no, I did sort of. I got I did because I didn't get married until I was older. And so I did get, I kind of did have, I don't think it was just about my money. I certainly didn't have any power, but I did have some money when I married my wife. Now that you, I've got some questions for her when I get home. Yeah. <laughs> but It's starting to sound a little odd on this end as yeah, well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you one of the great things about my wife is there's no way she will ever listen to this. Oh, good. So Good. Because she's busy. This is like some ridiculous Understood. thing that I'm doing in another room in my house. She, if she did listen to it, she would be surprised. Like, how did you record that? All, how did all those people get in? <laughs> get, I didn't even see them come in the yard. Um, right. They we're very sneaky people. Very sneaky. Yeah. <laughs> but let's go. So go back to you. You're a, you're a little kid, and it's the time when it's not cool to be Yo, saying yeah. you're... Oh, yeah. No, you're I mean you're, you're digging deep into the psyche right now because it was not it was it was horribly, you know, in terms that I would put it in even even then it was horribly uncool. Uh, to when be, you could feel to it too, even though you were oh, a little absolutely, kid. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I went I went to elementary school in uh, in Baltimore, near Baltimore, and um, 
not only was I not a very familiar color with most of what was going on in Baltimore in that section of town, but I was also Iranian too. So what color I, were most of the people? It was, I think it was were? 94, 95% black school. And while they were very nice, they were, you know, just re- regular human beings. Again, when we're they putting it heard, into a we, they thing, but really it's understood, us now. Understood. That's how we think but, of uh, it. Uh, <laughs> but because I was Iranian, there was this element of uh, pushing me further away. Um, mm-hmm. And because of the news back then was all Ali North and Khomeini, and it, it, was, it, was, it was rough. So I took a few rocks to the Coranium here You really there. got hit with oh, a yeah. rock? Sure. Somebody threw a rock at you? He said a rock. That's funny. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm one of the Americans who knows those are two different countries. Good They're different. <laughs> one, yeah, yeah no, nah, it wasn't cool. And it's it not definitely... like North and South Dakota. They're two. They both start with I, but that's it. Yeah, right? that's very true. Very much it. Um, it it, it, it definitely point. wasn't ev- everybody. It certainly was. It was not even close to the the majority. But there was a pocket that uh, that wasn't that didn't like it at all. Yeah. But uh, but you know you persevere and you learn that again people people are individuals. Can't judge the whole group, so right. And you're just a kid, and then eventually. So, how? What was your way to kind of socially? Did you do sports or? Oh no, I I was terrible, terrible at all that. So, (laughs) generally, I would yell something back and then run the other direction. That was my. That's a kind of a maverick approach to friendship. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. Uh, But somebody threw a rock at you too. To be fair, I feel like a couple of times. But it wasn't. I, I, you know, the, the memories are scattered I, because I was young. I know it, it started rough. I started, you know, never being selected for any teams whatsoever. Uh, some after-school stuff with handfuls of pebbles and things like that. But I recall in general that by the end of my time in Baltimore that I was actually I had a good time and had some good friends. So mm-hmm. as I recall, it, it ended up being just fine. And was it ever weird as an adult? Um, only when things get real hot in the news is it a little awkward. Still, uh, yeah, not like I don't think, and you guys can disagree that that I come off super Middle Eastern looking. So I don't think that I'm necessarily. <laughs> we could that I'm necessarily. I think the beard. I think the beard puts you the it shaved head pushes and the beard, me over like, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I love but, that you've thrown it open to the audience. <laughs> Should we? Go around the room, and you can come up and say what ethnicity you think. <laughs> no, I don't think that's, that's a good right. idea at all. Um, um, no, n- nothing, nothing too bad uh, since I've been an adult. Plus, I'm a pretty outspoken adult. But one of the reasons – when I started doing comedy, uh, one of the easiest things for me to make fun of was my ethnicity. And, and it start, I, th- I think that a lot of comics start – at a place that's very close to their skin. Here's an easy one. Here's, you know, here, here's the elephant in the room. So when I started out, if I had five minutes of comedy, three of them were about being Iranian. Yeah. But I, I justified that in that I also wanted to make sure early on in my sets that people knew that I was Iranian because most of the time it's, it's ignorance that, um, that creates hate. You know. So I wanted to expose anyone that was at ex club in Virginia that there's an Iranian in the room and he's got nothing strapped to his chest and he seems like a pretty nice guy. Uh-huh. I mean, yeah. Honestly, yeah, the, you're doing so a then diplomatic they... kind of mission. Sort of. <laughs> That's right. It's you're not about to... the laughs, guys. It's about help... the diplomacy. You're trying to help right. the other people like you. Yes. That's... Yeah, I get it. Uh, I get but it. but really, but but I wanted him to leave there going, oh, that guy seemed pretty nice. He's okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because it often is an association, whether it's whether it's a gay rights thing or those black people or those Mexicans, and you get to know one or uh, you know that that religion. Keep you, going. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, if if you often if you don't know a given group, then 
you're 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 much more capable of creating illusions about them. Yes, yeah, I th I, I, that is true, it, and goes back to what you were talking about earlier about that on a person-to-person -person level, mm -hmm. all of those preconceived stereotypes kind of break down and, and turn into just a, precisely just a friendship or a relationship. Precisely, or but yeah. d don't but. don't no don't make any mistake. I will lean totally on that stereotype for a good laugh. So, <laughs> right, sure, if you have to, <laughs> if you're willing to. I'd be careful with the Halloween costumes is all. You know, I would just... Oh, they're excellent, have you, though. You know how much candy you get when you show up dressed? Like, never mind. <laughs> well, little kids get shot now because they... Well, not little kids, but teenage kids, if they're carrying a toy gun, sometimes it's, oh, a, so it's a problem. That, that is... So a, I don't think a, a joke strap-on bomb thing is a good a idea. A joke strap-on's not a bomb. Good. Joke strap-on. That's a terrible Halloween costume, probably. It is. I had a friend who, right after September 11th, dressed up like Osama bin Laden with a boarding pass in his pocket. Oy. And he, he's one of those guys who just wants to piss people off. Well, he did. Super worked. Yeah. It really worked. <laughs> That's really poor worked. taste. But, um, but yeah, so yeah, I, I lean on. I make, I make, I make jokes. Like I, one of the things that I'll say, that, and I also like to make fun of Iranian stuff because it, it proves me. Because in my, a lot of times in my comedy, I, I weave in and out of touching on a lot of different races and ethnicities in silly ways. I want to make sure that I'm included in that silly You're that group that gets made fun of. You got a, an ethnicity, a little card to play. I yeah, mean, my, no, I know. This ethnicity that I am, yeah. whatever you I'm call aware it, of you. I've seen European yeah. white dude. Yeah, it's so like we can't make fun of anything or except ourselves. It's as just like we're we're terrible. Yeah. We're ter do you know what I mean? I, I feel do, like yeah, I do. as a white person, I don't think of myself as racist, but I have to admit that's what we're known for. Yeah, and uh, and that, and that will. Yeah, I see what you're saying. I know. I'm so looking forward to being a minority. Right. You know how much more comedy we can write? I'm, soon. I'm going back to college. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be so much more affordable. Good call. Yeah, yeah, yeah for call. free. Exactly. Yeah, no, nah, man. A... That's a great plan for sending my kids to college. I I'm, part of a... I'm trying to move more people in from other countries to get yes. that to happen. <laughs> to get it to happen That's sooner. That's a great idea. Because... I think it's great. I, f I would love to become a welfare king, if that's possible. <laughs> like, Good. I don't even know if that if people are doing that anymore. But anyway. Mm. So, anywho. So, I, 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 I can't remember what tangent I know, we, we did off, get a little distracted. But we we were talk you were we talking went. about talking about the stereotypes in yourself yeah. when you started doing comedy, which I think everybody talks about. Yeah. This is what I am. This is who I am, and this is what I look yeah. like, and this is what yeah. you think I am, and this yeah. is what I really am. And then luckily you move into now, uh, it's um, I've been doing it long enough to where if I'm in a room where I where I think there are Middle Easterners that are really going to like a couple of Iranian jokes, I have to consciously then put them back in because now my set basically doesn't touch on it, other than you know I, for a moment I might say it. But it used to be a heavy, heavy concentration, but now. Uh, I don't have to lean on it as much as I did back then. And is there so, is there part of that culture that's in, in your daily life of being a family? There's not some food that you eat that's... Do you eat different <laughs> foods than we do? <laughs> we don't eat different foods. We chew them differently. We... <laughs> We have sep it's like a separate orifice situation. Same same hamburger, different way in. It's uh, that gesture, that upward, that yeah. seem. Yeah. Uh, how many? Let me just ask you another question. How many stomachs do you have? <laughs> well, I said I got three kids and a wife, so that's five. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> 
It's a math joke. Yeah. And is and is your uh, well is your wife a, an Iranian person? She's or a not. Former no, Iranian she's um, she's a t- you know I don't want to use the word typical. She's American. She's uh, German and uh, Irish and uh, Native American, but not enough to get the discounts. Um, you might be surprised, though. I mean, you can get DNA no tested to try and join well, tribes to get it to get part oh, of their okay. money. I don't know if you knew this, but this no. is a real. Yeah, because it, that's the, a real thing. Yeah, no, the, I didn't know that. American Indians now they have these casinos, so some of these tribes are making a pretty great living off of the off of their gambling operations, mm. and so then there's people who are from that region who get tested to see if genetically they might be part of that tribe, and then they try and get a share of the of the money because oh. they they came out of the right lady back in the past. <laughs> That's Not interesting. No, I, d- I didn't. I didn't know that. But yeah, she's um, she's just you know American, and uh, mm-hmm. but it's a, again, that's a good. So I'll, I'll, that's something that I'll tease about because the, the stereotype. There was this movie called Not Without My Daughter back in the eighties, and I appreciate oh. the groan. It deserves Sally it. Field. Yeah. Sally Field. Don't get me started on that. No. Now she's lovely, I'm sure. But that that movie, that the issue with that movie was that it's the, it is maybe even to this day the only movie that ever depicted an Iranian man with an American woman. Uh, so when you're only exposed to one thing, that becomes fact for a lot of people. Oh, that you that people assume well, you Absolutely. want to take her back to your. Oh, I dated two women in in my life where their parents were petrified that I was going to put a scarf on them and <laughs> ship them back to Iran. And absolutely, well, really, without obviously they'd have never met you because you just don't. You just. Uh, like a, I don't remember if we'd met. I don't remember if we'd met or not. But that was a it was a problem they, that my girlfriend brought to me. My parents are afraid that you're going to try to turn me Muslim and take me back to Iran. And I was like, great plan, but I don't think I could execute it. You know? And who really ran? That's, it wouldn't that be the my destination? first move <laughs> of like, yeah, let's, I'm going to turn, I'm going to, if I could turn you into something, I don't know if it would be Muslim. Are you a Muslim? Uh, no, I was raised in a Muslim household, but my parents my dad mainly was uh, said one of the most beautiful things i'd ever heard when i was a kid because i felt a lot of pressure a lot of respect for my dad and i felt a lot of pressure to like be islamic but at one point he said to me uh, you know rami i just want you to be the best person you can be whatever it takes to be that that's what i want you to be and that it was so freeing for me because an awesome dad thing i mean that's it was a great thing. thing and i will absolutely say something very close to that to my sons when they understand it someday also yeah, yeah. Well, that's I always tell my daughter a similar kind of, you know, when you talk about rules and they don't like you controlling them, I always say, look, I'm trying to just help you to have the most options later on for when you're in charge. Yeah, you know? exactly right. I, I exactly want you to right. be able to do what you want to do and not limit yourself by doing something. Totally. I've said it to know. my kids, too. I like I, and it, it, for little things, even if it's something silly around the house, whether it's cleaning up or it's. The, you know, the best way to ride their bike up this hill, and I'll just I'll present them with options, and I'll simply say to them, I'm only trying to give you what I think is the best way. Now you go make your own choice. And right. while I say that's very mundane, I, I feel like it's the same foundation that my dad was, was laying for me in that yeah, yeah. in that situation. My, my nine-year-old said a great thing to me. <laughs> I said he was eating pancakes with his bare hands. and <laughs> I've got a daughter who's just turned 10, and the bare-handed eating. I mean, that's the thing. We just – it's allowed. Just go for it. Maybe not when grandma and grandpa are over. We're right. Tro- well, we're it's trying a, the not time to. and place. Right. Yeah. So we are very conscious of exposing them to all kinds of different things, ethnicities and religions and just, you know, sexual orientations, all that stuff. We want them to know that everything is kind of okay. 
You're looking at me strangely, but what I mean is... You're not showing your kids pornos or anything like that. That's what... No, I, no, no. When you said sexual orientations, no, I'm like, no, how no, do no. you spell it out to a nine-year-old? No, nothing like All that. All right, this is two guys, and here's basically what happens. <laughs> no, nothing no, no. Like I that. don't have a yeah. data plan for that, or I would. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, what I mean is, like, uh, like um, I have a lesbian cousin who's getting married, yeah, yeah. and we have them over so they can go, oh, here's two women that love each other. Uh, and right. a couple of my best friends are gay men that have adopted... So one of us, there's a way to have a family. So anyway, so my son was eating um, pancakes with his bare hands, and I said, Freddie, you have to use a fork and knife. And he goes, Dad, this is my way, my way of living. We all have our own ways of life. My way of living. My way of living. My way of living. So I got him a beer, and I was like, yeah. <laughs> Wash it down, brother. Wash it down. <laughs> it's, you know. So he was totally, he, but he was, but he was so right. I honestly don't remember if I made him use a fork and knife, but he was so right. I was just like, oh my gosh. It I, is, well, it's kind of a good thing to say, but also like that worked now, but yeah. it won't work all the time. Right. So, right. You know, later on yeah. when you're trying to get on an airplane without any pants. <laughs> you're, well, you know, with his last name being Mostafavi, they may prefer it that way for safety purposes. Oh, well. they'd, they'd be like, nope, nothing there. I don't mean nothing there with your pants off. No, It's not I'm a sure. Mostafavi thing to have nothing there with your pants off. I don't want that. How big are the penises in your family? Let's talk you about know, that, Jake. Yeah. This is something we've been over before, but let's revisit it for the <laughs> Well, it's a question that I ask of everyone that I meet for the first time. Understood. Um, Valid. How I wrote. What was that song? Do you remember that song? If you don't like the way I'm living, with and you can leave this long-haired country boy alone. Nope. It's a, somebody remembers it. Do you know? Do you remember who it was? It's not Johnny Paycheck. Marshall Tucker. Charlie Daniels. Marshall okay. Tucker. Okay. This is now where people are listening and they can be on the internet. They're oh, mad oh, yeah. and they're yelling at their machine, <laughs> and that's fine with me. We're having a good time in a room, and they're pissed off in their car. Right on. Right on. This is yeah, us. Nah, it is. I mean, there's all that's always, always, there's all kinds of people in the world, and uh, you, you do. I feel like you do have to expose. I think it's all about exposure. As I as I mentioned a moment ago, sometimes ignorance is is, is the only error uh, for for parents. Well, I think sometimes it, it is it is funny to me how people who you know, like I consider myself to be an open minded person, mm -hmm. and I I make friends with the people I work with, all different kinds of people. But even then, there is a, there's, it's very common, it, the, the way the world works is you don't associate necessarily with people outside of your group. Yeah. And, uh, and that can be tricky. Like, you know, it's like that classic thing, oh, some of my best friends are black. But, right. you know, do you hang out with them? Right. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Now, but it, you're right. But, yeah, but, is that a thing? Are you part, are you part of a, a Persian community, or or is it is there that kind of? Uh, well, I live in Fredericksburg, Virginia, so I don't know what that's like. <laughs> that, that means I'm the one that lives in Fredericksburg, Virginia. <laughs> uh, You're holding it down. Yeah, yeah. I gotta represent. Um, Do you have to file reports then with a bigger group? <laughs> Let them give them the minutes of what's yeah, going on. Yeah, listen. I, no, I've been keeping my eye. I, I, I uh, FedExed you the photos. No, not FedExed. no, not really. But yeah. what's, I live in actually like a rural-ish area, you know, and uh, and I probably and there's probably another one somewhere, but um, <laughs> but I 
Is there an app like Grinder where you can put, <laughs> that you get on your phone and you find out like where the right. other where the other Persian no, dudes are? No, I don't are. think so. Yeah. I don't think so. But uh, when I, I and I have a, a little bit of property out there, and um, when I, I I bought some goats eventually. And I got a friend right, who bought that some snort goats. out there. I got a friend who bought some goats. Yeah, that's cool if you're like a, a regular American white person. But if you're the only Iranian in Stafford <laughs> County, everybody's like, oh, they, he's gonna, they're gonna sacrifice them, and they eat those. You know, they eat those. Yeah. Well, go. What are you gonna do? You can milk them, and then you can eat them, right? Yeah, I, mean, I got them for clearing land. That's really what I did. We had, right. I had a junkie. Oh, and was, they'll just eat. They'll, oh, do yeah. You have, because that's what my friend does. He's got a, a fence that he can move around. So mm-hmm. you put the goats here, and they kind of mow it down, and then you yep. move them somewhere else, and they yep, mow it down. Yep, that's the cruel way to do it. I. <laughs> What's the nice way to do it? I fenced in a huge area for them, like an acre, and just left them. And you know, and I had a, I had a shed for them, and you know, they were pets. Uh-huh. Yeah. Really. Do they, they fetch or? <laughs> I mean, is there? I mean, as no. a pet, as a pet, what do you get out of a goat? Uh, labor. It's just labor. Yeah, they, they do work. Yeah. But, but they don't, do they come over there let you pet them? Oh, absolutely. Well, I had four. One of them was, uh, I'm going to say snuggly. I know that sounds really weird, but. Well, that's, I, it was interesting because the way you did your hand and when you first squinted, <laughs> I thought you were going to say one of them was like special needs. Like it wasn't. <laughs> one of them is like, you got to take him over and show him what yeah. to chew on. Like, could no, you. Demonstrate. Yeah. No, no. One of them was what loved people would come over. The other three were, were quite skittish unless you had food in your hand. But they did a, yeah, I mean, they did a great job with this awful area. It was just thicket and, you know, just poison ivy, which is like candy for goats, by the way. They, they can eat poison oh, ivy? Oh, love and it. And they don't break out? No, no, no. No. What if, <laughs> no break out. What if they lick you then after? You could get that. I mean, not that I I'm into do that. A lot. Yeah, I was going to say, like, uh, <laughs> there wasn't much of me being licked by the goats, so I don't know. No, not, but you have. Young children will let a goat lick them. In fact, it's probably number two on their list of things that they want the goat to do. <laughs> right? You want to pet the goat first. I was and wondering you, what I want the goat one to was. Give you, okay. It's petting. Okay. It's petting, I think. No. I mean, I didn't really have a long time to think of it, but I wanted to leave <laughs> one possibility no, besides. I, did, I, did, I never uh, contracted poison ivy from one of my goats. Uh, they did a great job. And I kind of have a rule in our household that I try to adhere to. Of course, I don't make all the rules, but is uh, I don't like to own any animals that don't either like to be owned or do something for me. It's, it's a, like, like my boys, once I have them, they want to have a bird, they want to have a lizard, they want to have a snake. And I'm like, fine, but what do they do for me, one? And two, are they happier with people? I don't, it was a funny phrase, like to be owned, because I don't... You know what I mean? Like a dog... Yeah, it's very happy with that relationship. Love. If the, you told him, hey, I'm setting you free, the dog would go, what? Yeah. Yeah. And come back and scratch yeah. a yeah. hole through your door. They want to be there. But, you know, you bring an iguana to your house and you let it out, it's going to leave. Gone. Well, or they don't even really understand what's they going don't on. They don't lay. They damn. get on you because you're warm. Like, and they're cold-blooded. And they want to just. face and eat you. That's what they do. I don't know if you guys. I don't think iguana. I'm not familiar. Have you ever had an iguana? I have pet? not, but I know a girl that got bit by an iguana, and it was some 85 stitches in her cheek. Yeah. Yeah, 85 stitches. Where'd right, she get cheek. bit? In her cheek. In her cheek? Yeah, she was doing one of these. Oh, isn't it? <laughs> like, right. Oh. Yeah. Oh. What kind of perfume was she wearing? <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying, maybe she was asking for it. Um, <laughs> Something. No, You're right. No. No, it was a, 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 a nasty injury, to be sure. We ended up with a guinea pig recently, though, against my will. Um, 
A guinea pig. Yeah, we got a guinea pig. And I, I, I told my wife, if we get it, I have nothing to do with it. That's what I said about the hamster, but you, you get sucked in. I haven't yet. I haven't yet. I haven't, I haven't cleaned the, the cage. I have, I, I, I've scratched his head one time. and I We have a bunny right now that lives. It goes back and forth between a, a, you know, a cage that comes in our house and then where my, we had, the, we had the, you know, the swing set with the sandbox in the bottom. But then my daughter got old enough that she didn't want to be in the sandbox anymore, so I cemented it in and put chicken wire around it, and that's where the bunny is in the bottom of the... Yeah, we're all about multi-purposing things. <laughs> Sounds cozy, too. So the bunny lives out there. But there will be days that go by... I, like the other day, I had to say to my wife, someone's feeding the bunny, right? Because I'm... <laughs> I'm just completely, uh, I, right. I don't have a, I, I, that's what I said. I can't be, I've got enough response. I've got a wife yeah. and I've got a kid. I'm trying to keep them alive, yeah. feeding them. Exactly. And right. I don't know that a bunny uh, has a tell. You know what I mean? Like a dog will scratch, pee on the floor, or something tell you, you need to feed me now. Does a bunny have a tell? Um, well, the bunny, <laughs> the bunny does this thing on the chicken wire. The bunny will get up to the chick. You know, they like to chew. They've got sure. teeth and they need to chew on wood. So you give them wood to work their teeth down. But the bunny would does this thing on the chicken wire where it'll get its teeth in there and kind of go nuts on the chicken wire, which I feel like is that that is the bunny expressing his dis- dissatisfaction about being owned. And it may be. But uh, may my be. wife says, oh, no, he, he, she likes that. Oh. The bunny likes that. And I'm like, it doesn't look like a thing that you would like what well, the bunny is doing. It doesn't feel like, oh, this is, I'm going to go It would like this. it if it knew the other option, which is like a rabbit soup. At that Loose. point, they'd be like... You know what I mean? What what do rabbits do, guys? Well, really? This rabbit. What do they do? Yeah, they do. They, they make a lot more rabbits. They we, hit it. We don't need that. They hit it them. hard. They, they go hit it find hard. another rabbit. Yeah. And, but this rabbit escaped one time. We had to put signs up. Instantly, someone responded to the, we lost our rabbit. Do you have a rabbit? Yes. It, I mean, it was less. Oh, wow. It was less than 20 minutes. A neighbor had called and said. <laughs> no, a neighbor had called and said, I saw it. Because. Because my wife didn't put the signs up until a day, the next day. And I said, did you put signs up? And she said, no. And I said, well, you should put signs up. She put signs up. Somebody called 20 minutes later and said. 20 minutes? And said, I saw your sign. You know, there's another sign with a picture of your same rabbit about a guy who found a rabbit. What? And it was, it was just outside of the radius of where we had put our signs. And so this lady happened to have crossed the boundary. Wow. That's crazy. And so... So then she told, she told us where the sign was. We got the phone number off that sign. Then we call the guy up and go, hey, I think you've got our rabbit. What's the rabbit look like that you found? And he goes, <laughs> he goes what's the rabbit look like that you lost? <laughs> right? Yeah, well. You, gotta, you, don't, you don't think anybody wants a rabbit no. until you lose your rabbit. There's, and then you realize. There's a black market out yeah. there for these things. Don't, don't try to be tricky. Yeah. yeah. Now, we... Uh, y- it, I, I, I can, I'll tie these two things together. You asked me, has there ever been a time where being an Iranian has affected you, so to speak, as an adult? And it, it, sort of in association with a pet that we have as a cat. And um, we, have, uh, we have a cat. I happen to be allergic, but we, whatever. Who cares? Anyway. Uh, who cares? You care. But this is, I'm in the same situation <laughs> in my house. I'm allergic to dogs. Oh. When I married my wife, she came with a dog. She already had a dog. That then was grandfathered in to, yeah, to the situation. Our life. Yeah. And then that dog died a couple of years ago of old age. I was not implicated in any way. And uh, as far as now they want to get another knows. dog. And I say I'm allergic. And they go, well, yeah, but the two of us, my wife and daughter, they both want the dog. So Aww. you're outvoted. And I go, wait, it makes me, it drives me nuts. But who cares, right? That's why we got the you cat. Care. We actually I, named her, her name is Clara, named after Claritin, because that's. <laughs> 
True story. True story. Nice. She's sweet enough, but of course I'm the one that wants to pet her the least, and she'll be all over me all That's the time. That's cats. That's yeah, cats. It's annoying. However, uh, we were we were taking uh, my uh, my truck to get its state inspection. We were just going to drop it off. What kind of truck do you have? Uh, she's a Ford F-150, everybody. Classic. Yeah. Uh, in Fredericksburg, you move in and they give you one. That's how that goes. Um, but we were on our way to, uh, to Burton's Automotive up there. Mm-hmm. And um, I was going to drop my truck off. And uh, my wife was behind me in a minivan with the kids. And uh, you know, picked me up after we dropped it off at about 100 yards out of our driveway. And as I mentioned before, we live in kind of a rural area. So there weren't a lot of other things around. So I saw this. Uh, cat dead on the side of the road, totally our cat. And I just kept going, and I was like, oh, man, this is our first dead pet. You know, I can't, I can't make a scene. Let's go drop How old were your boys back. at that time? This was probably three years ago. So, yeah, there's so – Subtract they, yeah, nine and – The nine is six and the five. Yeah, yeah, we're going backwards to – So – They're uh, too young to be dealing with a dead pet. Yeah, and it would have been our, our first, right? Mm-hmm. So I kept going. Well, my wife saw her, too, and called me, and she's like, what is that? Did you see that? And I was like, well, yeah, I think it's Clarabelle. Let's just keep going. Uh, we'll, we'll look at it when we come back. She goes, I can't. I got to go back. I got to make sure it's her. I, I, I can't just leave her. So I'm like, all right, we well, got the kids in the van. Just stay calm. And she, she turns around. I you know, kind of pulled over to the side of the road to see what was going to happen. And then she stays on the phone with me. And as soon as she gets back there, it's just, oh, my God, it's her. Oh, my God, it's her. <laughs> and I'm like, baby, chill out. I'll that's be there. That's her being yeah. her calm self. Yeah, that's, that's pretty strong. calm. Yeah. That's pretty calm. Okay. So I head back. She, she goes, I got to go back to the house. I got to see if it's really her. So she goes, and I head back, and I get there to where the cat's at, and I'm like, oh, man, i got to take this cat home because this is our first dead pet, and I want to have, like, a burial, a closure, you know, a whole, like, ceremony or <laughs> whatever. And uh, so I pick it up, and I put her in the back of the pickup, and my house is, like, 100 yards away at this point. Was, Very, she, was she recognizable? What was it? Horrific? Part, parts were gone that made it difficult uh-huh. to, to totally assess the situation. But I get home, is 30 seconds later, and I got this cat in the back of the truck, and my wife comes running out of the house, and she's like, it's not her. She's on Freddie's bed. She's fine. And I was like, oh, yay. Wow. How do you make the most of the cat that you've got in the truck then? <laughs> that, that's clearly the situation that was presented to me. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, in that moment, I decided... And, and looking back on it, I, I have no idea why, but I decided that the best thing to do is take the cat back where I found it. In case someone else is looking for the cat. Yeah, look, if exactly. If you find someone's grandfather on the side of the road, you wouldn't just bring him home and bury him and do the right yeah. thing. You'd go. Well, look, the we argument gotta... would be there's not a lot of feral grandfathers out there. This one may have been, but I be thought surprised. it was a homo, a domestic you know, cat. Yes, I get it. So I'm taking the cat back, which I thought was a really great idea. Until you think about how crazy you look putting a dead cat back in the middle of the road. But I live in this rural, rural kind of area, and I, didn't, I, was, I can get away with this. Nobody will see me, and I put it down. And as I do, I hear this engine stall, and it's uh, SUV, police vehicle, Stafford County, Virginia. And the guy's looking at me like, you know, like, like I said, I'm one of one Iranians in Stafford County. And, uh-huh. and he's I, never seen – there's no – now I want to Google Iranian dead cat. Right. Side right. of the road, just to see if there's something that he's exactly. on the lookout That's for. Exactly. That's how he looked at me. Was right. like, like he, he thought oh, like Al Qaeda came up with doing. a new way to put roadside bombs <laughs> out. You know, like fill up the roadkill with bombs and let him just look. And I was like, oh gee, I and I didn't know how to gesture. I thought that was my cat. You know, I took right. it home. What about talking? Talking was good. Um, 
could have been an option. But at that, at that point, the windows were up, and I, I just I felt very foreign at that moment. Right, it was, right. It was just a, he turned out to be a cool guy, and I made it all up in my head because, you know, the media feeds fear into your mind, and there I was just like, <gasps> he's going to get me. So he came over, and you guys discussed it. He rolled it. down his window. He's not crazy. He's getting out of the car. Yeah, I don't understand all the rules of cops, but now that you pointed out, like yeah. he was, he's not going to get out. He's going to talk to you from he inside. He did, and he was nice. And he he asked me, "Did your wife make you do that?" <laughs> <laughs> yes, she did. Yes, she did. So, probably the one time I was affected, um, it, but, but just in my own mind. It's weird though how when you interact with the police, even though you're not doing anything wrong, like mm. if I, I, it's always a scary. Like I could wind up in jail. Oh, absolutely. I, know, I could. I. I, I I feel that when Absolutely. they pull you over for speeding or when I'm driving home at night sometimes and I think, oh, I'm going to get pulled over, then now what's going to happen? Yeah. Don't make that false move. They're on our side, really, mostly. Yeah, I, I think so. I have a couple of good friends that are police officers and they're, you know, tend to know that they're good people as long as they don't work in Maryland. Has anybody been through Maryland? <laughs> Every one of them is a jackass. So, Is that right? There's a difference between Maryland and Virginia? Am I, I, there's a stereotype out there, right? Am I the only one that thinks that Maryland cops are a little less tolerant? What, you thought Virginia? Yeah. You're so wrong, dude. You're so wrong. I've only – every every ticket I've ever gotten has been in Maryland. I've never gotten a ticket in Virginia. Maybe. You got – oh, are you staying What under? are you getting tickets for, speeding or uh, – Yeah, yeah, I was speeding. I did a reckless one time where I made a, a – apparently I wasn't supposed to make a U-turn at this one particular spot mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, might have caused an accident or whatever. It's no big deal. Yeah. But uh, no, it it's never deal. happened in Virginia. You got a ticket. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, you've never gotten a ticket. Not in, in Virginia. In Virginia. Mm-mm. No, I, I, I do pretty well. I'm a pretty good driver. Anytime we get a, a car, like my, my wife runs into a lot of stationary things. Um, <laughs> I, uh, like par- parking garage pillars. Uh-huh. Both sides of every vehicle we have. Really? You know. My wife hit a pole one time, too. But it, she was anxious and trying to get back into track. You know, she got in a hurry and she did wasn't. She didn't think there could be a pole there. Yeah. It was short, you know, so she couldn't see it out the window. Yeah. And there, there are things you can hit with your car that you can't see. It's true. So if you don't know what's behind you, even though you can't see there, you might want to check. This is true. <laughs> like, get it's out of the true. car and go look. Like, hey, was there a pole that I didn't see there? It's we true. We didn't do that. She's we, done, she, I, we were immediately aware of it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not guiltless. Of, of running into a station. I, I, in fact, the other day when I, I was backing out, we were all in the minivan, and I backed into my own car in our own driveway, <laughs> and she was so happy about it because it was right. like, you know, one on me. She won. Right. She was like, oh, yes. You know. Did you say, I did that for you? Oh, of course. Yeah. Anything for her. Oh. Happy Mother's Day. <laughs> I backed yeah, in. totally. Yeah. The kids get so scared, you know. And and what's she like, what, how does she like having four men in her house, the three boys and you. Is oh, you, I was going to say, there's four men in my house? I better go. I didn't know. <laughs> didn't know that was scheduled today. Uh, she's a great mom. Terrific. Uh, and a spotless wife. You know, we have a, we have a good unit. Spotless wife. Yeah, I, yeah, what does that mean? I'm not, sure. I'm not sure what that means. Let's just move forward. Uh, Are you talking about her personal hygiene? Or the, or? I'm talking about the annual breakouts. Right now, no spots at all. Um, no, I mean, if it came down to, like, checking off the sushi menu, she does all the things that the wife should do. She's a very good wife. All the things that the wife should Why do. Why are we doing this, Jay? Yeah. 
No, because I'm the reason my wife doesn't listen to the show, so I'm clean. But you, but my wife's excited this is happening and is definitely listening to it. So here we go. Yeah, well, all the things that a wife should do. I mean, I think. Well, here comes the Iranian part of this dude right now. That was going on. Number one, she gets in the fucking van. <laughs> Number two. Um, no, I mean we. We have, a, we have a kind of a traditionalist setup. She does a great job with the boys during the day. Um, I, if, if I'm gone, you know, she's... So she's, she's, uh, she maintains that. Absolutely. And a lot more than that, too. You know, I have a little comedy production company. She does all the books. She, you know, she's very good with numbers. Way, way smarter than me. So it helps to have somebody on the back end doing all the smart stuff. Um, but uh, but you know, we make a good team. So. And you do other things besides stand-up comedy, obviously. Oh, absolutely. Well, I have to. I, I live in the D.C. area, Fredericksburg, Virginia. I work in... It's not cheap. No, it's not cheap. So I work at a shop during the day building um, museum exhibits for a company uh, called Color Ad out in Manassas, Virginia. And we what kind of museum really cool exhibits? Stuff. All kinds. Anything? Any? Absolutely. Like a showbiz have question. you guys? Have you built any exhibits that we might have seen? <laughs> uh, yes, all over the place. All over the place. If you guys have ever heard of the Smithsonian, right? Heard of that one? Mm. Uh, we might have an exhibit in there too. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, we just outfitted the uh, the Washington Monument, the reopening. We outfitted all the inside of that. Um, and um, what is inside of there? I've always been. You mean on the? Is there stuff all the on way the up. stairway? Yeah, yeah. Can... There's a whole new uh, museum thing that that uh, that my, the company I work for outfitted. And uh, I uh, I specialize in a couple things. One is um, graphics production. The other is uh, CNC routers that I run. It's a computerized router. And uh, man, I what made is CNC what? CNC router, uh, computer numeric control router. Where oh, you, it's a technology thing. Yeah, no, it's weird. But you, you basically uh, create the artwork in the computer, and it translates that artwork into a G-code that tells the computer how to move to cut certain things out uh, on different axes. So I'll try to make it sound really smart, but it's, it's, not, that, it's not that difficult. Um, what is fun, what, what, you, know, it's not, you get most of the jobs just like cut out all these rectangles, and that's boring. But mm-hmm. like for the Washington Monument, I had to make what are called tactile maps for uh, the blind. Oh, wow. Because when you're blind, you want to wait three hours in line to go to the top of the Washington Monument to see. To see. <laughs> to see. Yeah. Well, you know you're up high because you went up a lot of steps. Like your but ears I mean, pop just like everybody else's, right? But <laughs> then, you gotta, then you feel where everything is. So I, 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 I'm very proud of those. And, you know, I, I like the fact when my boys ever go on a field trip, something up there that daddy made is going to be there. I'm awesome. proud of that stuff, so. Awesome. Yeah. They, they are very interested in, in building things. Their imaginations are, you know, Legos. We watched a documentary on Legos today. They loved it. What did you learn in the documentary on Legos? I feel like. We learned that it was a failing company until it was. It was failing for a long time. And then they, uh, in, in the last, I want to say, 10 years, they've quadrupled their profits from doing, the, you know, the ones that are prepackaged. You have to build the thing. That yeah, yeah. That droid. was the breakthrough have, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now, of course, the movies and the theme parks and everything else. But, but the thing about those, I, I like and we bought a couple of those, and then you spend hours building that house for your kid who can't follow the directions. I'm a grown man, yeah. and my wife and I got in an argument about how to build this stupid house. <laughs> and then you build it, and then little parts of it come off, and at first you're putting uh, them back on, and then your kid starts peeling it apart and making it into just a wall that's all different colors. <laughs> and you're like, oh, that's nice. And combining it with the other ones so yeah. never, you can never build that house again. Right on. Right. Well, my boy's uh, nine, and he built the Millennium Falcon in a day and a half. No big deal, Jake. Don't worry about it. People are, people are clapping about that. Right. Like, oh, my gosh, Millennium Falcon, day and a half. Mm-hmm. It's the That's best great. I've ever heard. 
Yeah, that, that, uh, I love it. You know, it feeds their imagination, and I, I, I have a creative it part of me. It feeds their imagination to play. build that thing. That thing, that on one thing right there. Yeah, you don't go outside of the on the box. You made a mistake. You didn't build the thing that I told you to build. <laughs> you built some other thing. What is that? A time That's machine. Right. You push the button. They do. They make stories about it. They, you know, guys, we know kids' imagination. Let me say, the other day they were looking. This is not to do with Legos, but just imagination. But there, there's limits to imagination. They were looking over a, a bridge in Fredericksburg into a creek, and the youngest boy, who's five, said, "I wish I was a fish." I think his actual sentence was, "I wish I could swim with a fish," but I don't like saying that because it sounds mafioso. Uh, and then the uh, the middle boy said, "Well, I wish I was a hawk, so I could swoop down and eat the fish." And then oh. the oldest boy said, I wish I was a grizzly bear so I could eat everything. And then the youngest boy comes back and says, I wish I was a T-Rex and I could eat everything. And then the oldest boy said, well, you can't be a T-Rex. You'd come back, but you're extinct, so you'd die right away. <laughs> the youngest boy was like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> These are the rules, kid. Well, they all want to beat the other kid. But yeah. The Incredible Mr. Limpet, that's a great recommendation of a kid's oh, movie yeah. where a guy turns into a fish. That's true. And, true. Uh, They're big Don Knotts fans, so that's are they? Oh, love no, no. There's a lot to love about. There, Don there's no Knotts. doubt the reluctant there's astronaut. No the reluctant astronaut. No. I mean, we're not even into the whole Andy Griffith show, but or Three's Company. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, his face is legendary. Absolutely, yeah. no doubt. How about a mashup of that in Jurassic Park? Because that was the other movie that I thought of with a T Rex being alive in this time but they don't die because they're extinct well that's true they, yeah they came back but they, they, the dinosaurs happens to be the other thing that they're very obsessive about yeah dinosaurs are did you know here's a thing that annoys me about dinosaurs <laughs> wow you banged your beard yeah down. you're because, ready to go because i think i think like i, I the demographic in here, w- there were five or six dinosaurs when i was a kid Right, let's name the them. Triceratops, there you go. the Stegosaurus, yes. the Brontosaurus, the T-Rex, yep. and then... Uh, and, and that yeah, was like it, right? Nice. And then Spielberg invented the Velociraptor, right? Now, there are a zillion dinosaurs. And I'm sure that it's because toy companies and paleontologists are getting together trying to keep... It alive. Well, right? they're going back and they're trying. They're re. They're saying that some of the ones that we thought looked the way that we thought are now actually two different the dinosaurs. Brontosaurus doesn't other- exist anymore. Now it's Brachiosaurus. I know that because my nine-year-old is all mm-hmm. in it. But he brought me a coloring book. Did one you day. know that George Washington was over nine hundred feet tall? <laughs> Just on a side note. Um, <laughs> I didn't know that. No, it's just funny how this history, this ancient history oh, time yeah. is getting rewritten. Totally anyway, right. Totally right. I, I, shouldn't, I interrupted you to get a No, no. I, 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 George right. Washingtonosaurus is, will be the next one they discover. <laughs> but so where he, do they find out about the dinosaurs? Well, he brought me this coloring book, and it's got 700 different dinosaurs in it. And like, I can pronounce like none of them. The words are ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And here's how I know it's a conspiracy. He brought me one, and I could. It was like Tau Jang. It was T O U J A N Yosaurus, whatever the heck it was. Luckily, it's phonetic. I'm like, I don't know how to pronounce it. I look at the phonetics. Phonetics: Two Wangosaurus. Seriously, Two Wangosaurus. Two Wangosaurus. And I had to say that straight face to this. He was eight at the time. Two Wangosaurus. He's like, Yay! Two Wangosaurus. I'm gonna color the Two Wangosaurus. And I got. I was like, Mattel. Who's doing it? Sons right. Up. That is made up. Do they up. make a, you flip it over and it's. And yeah, anyway, no, then it's a toy no. for mommy, right? <laughs> so, mm. and that's why I get to go out of town for comedy. I just leave her with the, the, the two wings. Well, there's that. It's, there's, anyway, I know a little bit about What's going dildos, on in there, but. Um, <laughs>
Well, there's one that had the rabbit. It has a little another thing on it. Anyway, I don't oh want to take this in. If a... we're going to talk about that, let's hear. <laughs> if this is what we're talking about. So, oh, man. Where do you – I don't I, – I, jumping right into this is, is weird. But... Right. It's always good to go from children's to sex toys. Well, you said so... something about the rabbit when the, when the thing, no, right? No, you that... brought it up with a two-wangosaurus, but we don't That's have to true. go and – We don't need to – like, yeah. where's the stenographer? Anyway, so what about it? So it, when you're – when you're – hmm, at a certain point, you get tired of exchanging batteries in and out of certain items. Right. Sex toys. Thank you, man. Uh, and and you, you might, get tired of exchanging batteries. So what do you? Oh, so you, you might hook it up plug to a permanent in, power right? supply. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's yeah. rechargeable. Mm, great and, idea. Uh, what could possibly go wrong? There's no <laughs> right. There's no way that a kid finds that item right mm-hmm. and <laughs> puts it to his ear like a telephone. And that rabbit you're talking about is like right in this region, and uh, hits the button. And and because kids know everything is a swipe or it does whatever. They, they know, how know to turn everything. They know on. phones vibrate. Sometimes too, right? Right. So it's like buzzing on his face. It's phone. Hey, the <laughs> and, penis and he's is like, ringing. Dad, <laughs> Dad, it's the, ph- the phone's ringing, but nobody's nobody's on it, right? Oh my gosh, awful. That was a good. Awful. I just want to describe that for people who might be listening. <laughs> that you were holding up the hand phone with your thumb in your ear, and then you were doing your pinky, giving yourself a gum massage, right in the mouth, as if the, yeah. as if the attachment on the rabbit. Oh, so, so bad. You can sanitize, and it, that, not sure that one's been used in a long time. But just say brush your teeth. Yeah, two minutes with mommy's. <laughs> so is that it? Is, <laughs> I broke my tooth on that weird phone. Um, <laughs> Yeah, but it felt great. That's right. <laughs> Doesn't brush teeth very well, but I'm going to put it on my balls. What's happened? What's happened? Well, I don't know what happened, but, I mean, this is sort of the way it just goes. Yeah, I, I guess mean, this so. is just what happens. Things transpire and it gets later in the evening. And Awful. Sex anyway. robot. You think they'll ever invent one? I think they have. It's a Sibian, isn't it? Simeon? Sibian? Oh, yeah, yeah, they do, I guess. But it's it's sort of a sad, like, it's almost, I feel like the sex robots that they have now, mm-hmm. you might be better off just taking care of your own business old school because you've got this, <laughs> we've got be. this life-size rubber person that now you have to wash off. I, I just feel like, I've it's like, it's would be like having a, a geriatric uh, person that you've got to, it's be like nursing care that you have to wash off wow. your sex robot. Yeah, I mean. I, I'd, yeah, I spoke. You know, gosh, Jake, I'm, what? I apologize, no. really, to the whole internet oh. for what's happened. Because if you guys, if you Google sex machines, there's a whole industry out there where guys tinker to create things that uh, do stuff. Burn to, after to reading. People. Did you see that movie? It takes place in Washington D.C. No. Yeah. It happened. It was based on a yeah. It's, it's kind of an interesting. But George Crooney is inventing a, uh, a, a sex machine. That's oh. uh, yeah, it's and it's not, it's it's automotive, practically. The and other ones are manual. <laughs> well, it's Second just gear, it just doesn't gear. look like anything when you see it in action. It looks like something that a man would figure out and then say to a lady like, "Hey, do you want to get on that?" And the lady would go, "No, <laughs> I don't. I don't even want to be in the room with it." But no, I uh, ho- hopefully it won't come to that. Though my nickname is Sex Robot, just so everybody knows. Yeah. No, it's not. That's a good T-shirt, though. That's right. It does have to come to that eventually in a good marriage, in a healthy marriage. Yeah. Maybe. You guys are having sex still, right? Even after three boys, you're Whew. still doing it. But you're yeah. wrapping it up, right? 
wrapping it up. No, no, no. We had condom. It. We, had it. It. we had it. We had it. We had it taken care of. You shut it down. Yep. And I did it. Thank you very much. You shut down the man part. I did. Yeah. I did. By myself, By on my CNC router at work. That's what I did. Yeah. <laughs> just had to make sure the program was just right. You got to get that. You got to get, lay down on the template in just the right yeah. way to yeah. get that. But it, no, you know, we didn't want to make an emotional decision, right? When she when she had the third baby, we said to ourselves, let's not, because uh, my wife actually had to end up having C-sections. The first one was an emergency C-section, scariest thing ever, and then had C-sections. So the doctors kind of said, you probably shouldn't have a fourth. It gets a little scarier, I guess, in the C-section world for that. Um, and uh, But what about, holy shit, you got three dudes tearing yeah. your house up. I mean, yeah, yeah. You're, you're probably ready to yeah. cool it, yeah, 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 yeah. But we didn't want to make the decision that day because right. the day a woman has a baby is a day when she's definitely going to say she doesn't want to have any more. Right? Yeah. So we wait, decided we should wait to make that decision. And we did. And then, and then I said, well, I'll, I'll go in and do that because you did all these other three. So I should, I should mm-hmm. go in and, and get it snipped. Wasn't so and so you did it. Yep. Did it hurt? It did, not that not that day. It really wasn't until about three days later. You know. So you haven't had it done. I didn't get it done, but uh, my wife is. I don't. I think. still have the program on the router. If you want to come by. <laughs> I thought about before I got married. I didn't get married until I was in my forties, and so and my wife is only a couple years younger than me, two years younger than me. So she was also an adult mm. of a of a certain. I mean, we didn't think we would be able to have a have a kid for sure. Mm-hmm. We had to go to the doctor, help her. I actually got my wife pregnant while I was on an airplane flying to Denver. Boom. Um, <laughs> Because I had to go in early and then give them the stuff, and then they and then they 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 enhance it, and then they the doctor installed it. He's got an assist on our kid, but it was me. (laughs) (laughs) He's got an assist. Yeah. Oh, that's good. But uh, yeah, so that's a thing. A lot of lot of folks are doing it, and it's great success. So. You know, well, it, well, that was just what was recommended. But then, then we tried to. We did, we didn't. It wasn't that we were really kind of actively trying, but we were not not trying. We pulled the goalie, if you know what I'm saying. I do. And uh, but my wife did not get. Pre- if she got pregnant now, it would be an iguana situation. <laughs> I mean, it wouldn't be a baby that you would be happy to see because we're both older, and it's probably yeah. oh, you know yeah. like oh my god, this it kid is, is no, it's, could be. It is tiring, very very tiring. My younger brother's getting married next May, and they intend to have kids and. I don't envy it at all. He's not. He's only a year and a half, two, year, two years younger than me. So I don't, mm-hmm. I don't envy what he's going to be getting into at about 40. Well, the advantage of being older and having a kid is, like, you're up for it. Because we wanted to do it, and we, it's fun, and we enjoy our kid. Mm-hmm. And, and we've got time. We're not jealous because there's all these other things we want to be doing. Sure. You know, when you have a kid in your 20s, sometimes you feel like, Missing oh, the you're, killing, you're cheating me out of all this drunken debauchery that I could be doing. <laughs> You know, right. I mean, I feel like that is a that's my that, wife's you're, you're mother's story. Right. Right. Um, <laughs> I don't know if she listens to the podcast, but hi, right, right, right. Hi, mom. Well, they're tech, that that that'd be that'd be good if she did though, because like my mom, she'll probably she's gonna want to, but I know that I'm gonna take her through the steps to how to. So if your mom knows oh. how to without you saying, that's that's good. Uh, no, this is my wife's mother. Oh, okay. Who I think knows how. My mother. I think I set it up so it's automatically downloading them. The other day she told me that she was really enjoying listening to my app, and I said, well, I don't have an app. <laughs> and then she said, well, it's on my iPad, and I touch it, and it said it's you talking, so it is your, an app of you on YouTube. And I said, well, I will be curious to see it. Yeah. Because I don't know how I can have an app and not know that I have 
an app, and, but she insisted that I did. And then now you're up against the technology yeah. barrier mm -hmm. of, like, maybe I do have an app. She is so compelling that I actually think <laughs> that I may have an app. My mom, uh, she's she gets me like uh, iPad is is like that's her that's her buddy plays all her word games and all these kinds of things on there. But what she does, and I'm friends with her on Facebook, of course. But mo majority of my friends are either comics or comedy associated uh, people. Um, and she likes she'll get in conversations mm -hmm. with and I'm and I warn her I'm like there are comics on this thread. Do not like don't be careful. You know, she's getting in there mixing it up with comedians. Just, or she'll make a comment about something I said or something I did, and I'm just like, and luckily we have the same last name, so I think you know most people are pretty respectful when they go. Okay, yeah, that's don't his mom. call her. Yeah, but I did a a, a status update uh, this past winter, um, which around here was there was remember this last winter was 15 months long this winter, and it was snowing in Fredericksburg. I made a dumb dick joke status update. I said I got seven inches out here. Also, it's snowing. Right, and my buddies are getting it, and there's little stupid comments they're making about like Jack Frost nipping at my balls and stuff like that. And mm -hmm. then my mom gets on there like ten hours later, and she goes, "We don't have much out here." <laughs> I hope your kids are having fun playing with what you've got. <laughs> no way. Yes. No I'm, way. It went completely. Friend me on Facebook. Her. Scroll back to like February. It's right there. It's right Your there. mother is unable to get a dick joke. Didn't get so I get so I help her. Out. I'm like, Ma, we're not talking about snow. We're talking about dicks, right? How often have we all said? Yeah. That? <laughs> um, <laughs> um, yeah, but I was fearful she'd come back and be like, "Well, I thought so, but you said that thing about seven inches, so I figured it couldn't be you, right?" <laughs> But she didn't. She didn't. So. The last time she saw your penis is probably what, Christmas? That's why I sent her a um, dick pic. Yes. It was Christmas. <laughs> yeah, see? <laughs> I, I know how jokes work, too. That was good. Yeah. That was good. Christmas. Oh, let me write yeah. that down. I yeah. got to put that in the next act. Hold on. Okay. It was well, Christmas. Hey, That's funny. You know what? I want to have you on the podcast again, but Aww. I have to go do a comedy show. Yeah, I feel like this is, that, is we're, we're done. We're kind of oh going, wow, we're way. I know past, we're running actually. up. It's the You're actual comedy the show is starting soon. Or, so, um, but I just want to say, first of all, thank you to the audience of people who showed up, yeah. and just how much fun this was for me and and yeah. you as well. Last, yeah. And so, I will. I look forward to doing this again with them. And then I'd like awesome. to say thank you to you for just being you awesome and making this a, such a Guys, terrific I can't time. tell you how tremendously flattering it was uh, for Jake to in invite me here. We worked together once a year and a half ago, and I was astonished that, that even he remembered who I was. I really, deep, honestly, well, thank is, you so that's much. Nice, my, my thing always as, as a, a comedian who's the headliner of the show is that you're going to be headlining a show someday, too. And I want to make friends with a fellow artist. And so that's I don't think of it as, as anything superior or anything like that. I think of us as both well, that's... Uh, entertainers and artists, and I really appreciate you being on my show. I'm, I'm truly grateful. You're kidding me? Thank you all. It's amazing. And uh, we'll see you next time.
All right, ladies and gentlemen, I'm not kidding around when I say don't give up. There'll be plenty of time to give up later. I'm not kidding around when I say that. I mean it. So listen to me, will you? Um, thank you so much to Ramin Mustafabi for uh, being my guest on the live episode at the DC Improv. Thank you so much. Thank you so much to Alice and Jaffe for making that happen. Thank you so much to everybody who came out to that show and all the other shows that people have come out to who might be listening to this show. Thank you so much for your support. I really do appreciate it, and I really do feel it. And uh, and I look forward to the next time we see each other. And uh, do me a favor. Give me a hug.